Mai Haramai to the Faki podcast, which invites you and people from all walks of life to converse about various access to equity within the context of our peer law. We invite you and our guests today, which we are so excited for, to share lived experiences and um, an effort to identify common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that serves and uplifts the collective human plight. Kelsey, what's our question for season two? So this season, we are checking out what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society. And as Tawiwi and Aotearoa, we recognise the mana whenua and kaitiaki of these lands. Malusu and I experienced most of our growth in the Waikato and want to honour Ngāti Hoa, Ngāti Mahana and Ngāti Wairere. We are so grateful for the connections that our whakapapa weave through for us to be able to connect and grow with community through the Whākiu Kaupapa. Maluso and I would also like to honour our queer ancestors who fought for our rights and visibility as equitable citizens of the world. Kia ora, my name is Kelsey and I use they, them pronouns. And kia ora, ko Maluso toku ingoa, and people use he, him pronouns for me and I'm alright with that. And today, we, we you know, you already know the deal fam and the Faki podcast, we're not in the, in the business of introducing our guests, we allow our guests to introduce themselves. So please, if you could introduce yourself, your pronouns and then finish the sentence, I am, blah, 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 blah. Lisa Mbolivanaka, um, my pronouns are she, her, and my name is Tali Bryant. Kia ora, thank you so much for having me. Kia ora. So, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, with, uh, it's vibes on vibes on vibes. Um, so can you just also introduce like yourself in terms of what 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 are you doing right now, and who who who's influencing you in terms of the communities that you either add value to or or they add value to you? Yeah. Um, again, I just want to thank you for having me here today. I'm very very excited, um, and I just want to acknowledge my mother and my father and my family. Um, my mother's from Fiji, and my late father is from England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, all around there. Um, and he's a second gen Kiwi. Uh, and I've got three siblings, and I'd like to also acknowledge um, Tuhoi and Natiawa. Uh, that is the area that I grew up in. Born in Nelson, but bred here in the Waimana Gorge, which is the heart of New Zealand. And now mm-hmm. I'm living and working in Whakatane. Um, and it's a beautiful space. And yeah, what was the other part of the question? Sorry. No, yeah. And the different communities. So so you, you oh, already right. mentioned a couple of them. So like in terms of the mahi that you do or in your personal life, what, what, what different communities mm-hmm. are you adding value to? Um, so across the Whakatane district, it's, it's quite huge. Like it takes about an hour mm. to get from the town to get out to Murupara, to get out to Ruatahina, which is um, up in the bush. And then where I grew up in Waimana, that's about 15, 20 minutes out of town. And then further up there, you've got Matahi and Nukuho close in that area. And then closer on the water, we've got Ohope. And then we've got Whakatane coastlands. Rangataiki, Matata, Thornton, we've got Titiko, um, we've got Kawero in here, and we're quite we're quite close to a Portuguese, about 45 minutes. Mm. Um, so these are all of the different communities that I work in, but mainly I work in Whakatane and Waimanukuhei, Tania, Tuarua, Tuki area, um, which is where I grew up. Wow. 
I feel like I literally just got a history download right now like, in terms <laughs> yeah. of the regional area because literally like the only word that really really resonated with me well the only uh, uh, community that, that that I've been to um and seen is Ohope and the beach there the beachfront there is amazing mm. and like Fakatane is obviously right there so in my head I'm like oh amazing amazing <laughs> so good yeah, I had some whānau that lived in Matata for a while. Um, mm. So I've kind of like done that drive down the coast. It's so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I really love it. No, it's stunning. Well, love it here. It's paradise. It's a bit overcast today, but it's all good. Still nice and hot. Mm. Um, we are curious. So this season, obviously, uh, we're focusing on knowledge mm. and equity and knowledge. So we're curious. With the word knowledge, what does that bring up for you? Is it like, actually, I don't want to preface it. I just want to know what you want to say. No, that's right. Um, for me, what comes up with knowledge is matauranga. And that comes up for me only because this year I started working um, under Arataiohi and helping. There's six of us rangatahi around New Zealand delivering the manataiohi um facilitation workshop so anyone who works with rangatahi there's sort of this um, manataihi framework that is just like I'd like to say ideal but it's also ideal to work with anyone um, and it's made up of eight or nine principles up to you and one of them is matauranga and for me I didn't really understand what these meant but Aroha Nui, she's, um, it's her birthday today actually, she's our baby turning 20, she's from Rotorua and she always explains Mataranga so beautiful which is knowledge and um, so many people see knowledge as bookwork and you know like IQ smart stuff like that but for her the knowledge and which I really resonated to was that her mother has all of this knowledge of weaving, um, which she then passes on to her. And I think back to my mum, who we grew up on a lifestyle block and she knows how to fix water pumps, fix tractors. Um, she makes all her own bread, her own jams, chutneys. She grows everything and then turns it into beautiful kai, takes us fishing. Like she just knows so much um, knowledgeable sort of life skills that she's passed on to me. And through my work now and being blessed to grow up in that space, um, now able to sort of transfer those skills and share that knowledge that I have. But um, when knowledge comes up to me, it's just passing skills that we've all learnt onto each other. And like an example apart from that is just before this, one of um, I work for Sport Bear Plenty right now, and one of the ladies came down to teach me about um, statistics and how to write, um, how to analyse statistics that we've got from the survey and put into a report. And I found it quite daunting, but her passing on her knowledge and all of her tricks has really helped me. And all the time I was videoing and taking screenshots because I was like, my mates can use this for their mahi. And it's just, you know, because when they find something, they pass that knowledge on. So that's what comes comes to me is whatever knowledge I have and I learn, pass on to others and all other people around me are doing the same and sharing their knowledge. That's it. Wrap it up, fam. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> no, that's so beautiful. Like, I love how, it, like, literally, like, what we're is knowledge to you? Like, Oh my god! Yeah, smash it. 
And I also really want to um for can can you please just dive in a little bit further because you say you're mates so I feel like um, I'm at, like do the same in return and there's a reciprocal exchange of knowledge there. How did that come about? Like did that was that a natural mm. occurrence or were you were you just like you know what guys like you know had a massive like mate who we and was like guys we're gonna intentionally see, share knowledge from now on or was it just like like how what's the recipe of that Pale? Um, I think for me over time these. Some of these mates are like my best friends from high school who have now got into youth work or some of them are working with um, rangatahi and drugs and alcohol. Um, and for me, all of the stuff I'm into is like running workshops, running programs, running events, learning about business. So those are all sort of the skills that I'm learning. And then along this journey of getting into community work and youth work, um, I started off just going to all these different events, networking hui's and making good friends along the way. So some of these mates are like 40 years old, 50 years old, 30s. Some are working in the DHB, some are working in the council, some are um, occupational therapists and they all just do their own different things. But we all still catch up. So for an example, I guess would be when any rangatahi that I work with, a question today from our youth council member was, um, does anyone know any Māori health professionals that would be willing to talk to our community about COVID and vaccinations? And for me, it's always just who you know. So I'm like, yeah, my mate in the DHB, DHB who I just had a convo with might know, send a screenshot, pass it to him. And then he's like, yeah, I know someone, da-da-da. So for me, that's just sharing the knowledge of who I know in order to create those connections but when we come back to the other sorts of knowledge, it's just if my mates are having a yarn to me, um, they'll be like, oh, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this pathway planning? And then people that they work with hear it and then they come to me as well. But it's not always people coming to me. If I need, because I'm not from here, I'm not um, Māori, I'm Fijian, um, English, when and it's... Yeah, it's it's hard to explain, but anything when I need, to, I just want to know more about tikanga, I can just go to my best mates um, and then they're like, oh, come over, come see Nan. So I go and have, you know, go and have a munch with their Nan, go have a koi, and then she's just sort of passing on all her knowledge and I get to learn more and more and just so blessed to have that opportunity to learn from um, the elders of this community, but also just even from them. Like there's so many times when I need and want knowledge from rangatahi in order to do better. So it's, um, come on guys, I'll help you do this. I'll help with this, whatever. And I just want to know what are your experiences? What are your thoughts about this? What activities do you want to do in this community? And it's sort of paying them with it's not even really pain, you know, and, and with the rangatahi that I work with, they know that they're going to get a kai, but they also know that they're going to be treated well, treated with respect, and that they um, that their worth is really known in the space. So that sharing of knowledge in the end is going to benefit them because I'm wanting their knowledge on what they want in order to make something happen so that they can go further. And all along the way, I'm just learning from different people. Um, that's... I feel like I've rambled, but no, that's, carry that's on, the, more, yeah. not less. <laughs> no, because, and I also am curious, sorry, Kelsey, did, was there something that you were curious before I jump in? Yeah, so you talk about, like, working with rangatahi and then some of your mates are, like, in their 30s and 40s. I, in my worldview, I've seen and perceived 
people attach knowledge to like age as well like oh those young people they're just young people that they don't know what they're talking about or you know go talk to the to the kuya down the road if you really want to know something important you know but I'm curious what your experience has been like with working with young people and and your mates that are like a bit older what's your view of knowledge do you think that it's like do you think that knowledge is attached to an age or like how do we value knowledge at different spaces of our life do you think Mm. um that's a good question and I don't think that knowledge is attached to age and I think what a lot of people in our community are realizing now is that rangatahi have so much more knowledge when it comes to um what it's like living as a rangatahi in this day and age what it's like living with climate change being so heavy and so present on our minds with also um social media is a big one they're like oh you know people I work with, I'm getting a bit old now, I'm 24, but I'm getting older, you know, away from the teen years, and they're like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I don't know, like, I think that I'm young, but I coach volleyball girls who are like 13, 14, and when they're talking, I'm like, oh my God, I'm at that age where I don't understand what they're saying. So I think that everyone has got knowledge, just their own own type. And then you meet some young people, like there's some young boys at the local high school who they'll put the hangi down for the school. They'll go out fishing and some of them have dropped fish off at our house. Um, they'll go and use all of these skills that they've learned, which people in their like 50s and 60s don't even know how to do. And they'll bring it, um, they'll share it with us. And then with all my mates who are sort of older, I've met them through their workspace and they're passing on the knowledge that they've learned. So, Tala, you trying to do events? Yesterday, a lady I just started working with, she was like, oh, I've got um some workshop run sheets if you want to have a look. And I was like, yes, please. She's like, I've got big project run sheets if you want to have a look. So she's sending me all of the stuff that she's done, which she knows will help me. And I think because she's already lived such a long colourful life, like quite a few members of my team, they've acquired all of these different skills which they can pass to me so I can learn straight away. But then on the other end, one of my volleyball girls just showed me how to like download these different apps and make a real cool video like super fast because that was another skill that I wanted to learn, which I couldn't get from those older people. So I think we all... Plug us in, plug us in. What's the app? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We all have knowledge and it's just just a different way of how people see knowledge. When people say young people don't know a thing, they haven't lived that long, they don't know. We are exposed to so much more than older people were back in their day. Like we've probably seen more stuff just on the internet, on our phone, than they have seen or, you know, about around about the same. But you know what I mean? Um... So yeah, I don't. I don't think that knowledge is attached to age. Mm. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. No, yeah, I'm. I'm glad I asked you, Kelsey, first because um, you literally hit um, the 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 surface of what I was um, wanting to ask as well. Because Tala, you literally dance so beautifully with the way that you talk about intergenerational sharing of knowledge and your the way that you're actually so graceful and humble to even go and ask your your friends for their and then your friends invite you to the kuya and i'm like yo that's like i know that some of us for for a lot of us it would be hard even asking a friend and then for the friend to invite their mom their nan into the space i feel like that is a really beautiful recipe that you have potently and in, in, in your region that that i feel like like a lot of the other regions could learn from 
And I wanted you to stretch a little bit about that intergenerational because you've literally talked about um, how knowledge is not attached to age. How do you honor intergenerational um, um, knowledge? So like, how do you um, walk and, 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 and wear intergenerational knowledge? Because I feel like already you embody the practice. Mm, for sure. Um, I sort of get the. I'll, I'll answer how I think the question has been asked. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead. But do you mean like when I go there and how do I respect the person who's talking to me? Mm, regardless or of just... the age or regardless, like, oh, yeah. how do you, like, you know, in terms of receiving the knowledge, how do you oh, yeah. humble yourself to being like, okay, you know what? Knowledge is knowledge. And it's not about for me to make sense of what is right or wrong. You're going to receive it from whatever age it comes at. Mm. Oh yeah. I get you. Um, I don't know. For me, before I even go to, either talk with rangatai or talk with um, pakeke. I just make sure I always have food, you know, kai. You always got to have kai and that's sort of like my, here you go. Or for my friends, whanau, um, they they love all my mum's jams. So I'll be like, mum, I'm going to see Darara. Can I have some jams and chutneys? And she'll like fill me up a box and she might have just made a fresh loaf of bread or a cake. She always makes carrot cake. So I'll go and take that down um, and just sit there and have a cuppa and learn what I'm learning and I guess it's just just taking that knowledge in and then depending who the person is, sometimes I write notes because that's just the type of person I am. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, or you could be talking and then something will click in my brain and I'm like, I'm not being rude. I really need to write this down because I'm going to forget, so carry on. Um, but usually when it's a couple with, with old Nan, it's just, you know, sitting there, taking in the moment um, and just also... I guess because both my grandmothers have died and my grandfather, um, just being in the moment of being lucky enough to be with such a beautiful, beautiful woman who is, has that real grandmotherly feel. And it's just so beautiful for me. I don't really, I don't know. Um, but with rangatahi, the same thing. Always got to have a kai, always got to make sure it's nice. Um, and just what I've learned is not to run stuff the way that I've seen if it doesn't work for me, but then also co-designing stuff. So talking, if we're going to have a workshop with Rangatai, what did you like about the last one? What do you want to do? They're like, oh, I want to do something fun. Oh, yeah, okay, we're going to go to the heads. We're going to have, um, that's the heads is like the local, just by the water. You know, you can see Whale Island, there's a park go there, have a barbecue, and just have yarns like that and taking it out of what is seen as like the mainstream space of a workshop with your tables and your pencils and your paper, your projector, all of that, no music. Like we want to create a vibe and an atmosphere where people are just comfortable to be themselves because that's where I feel you get the um, people let down their guard, they let down their walls, and they're really just going to give you what they have and in return you're giving them like just a really cool experience and a kai um and I I don't know I just my mum always says if you think about the good the light the bright and the nice everything will be good in your life and I was like oh that's so cool can like we just she, can we just yeah, say that rewind. like that's that could just rewind <laughs> like can you just adopt your like philosophical like mum voice and just 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 spit it again because I'm like yo that was a jam right there Oh, it's her. She's so good. Um, she just says, look after, um, as long as everything in your heart is good, um, it's light, it's bright, and it's nice, and everything you're doing represents those values, you're going to be fine in your life. 
Um, and she's, yeah, she's had a real hard life, you know, lost her husband, lost her mother the year after, just heaps of real intense things, raising four kids um, while my dad was at sea for half of our lives. So she she's just amazing. And I've learnt a lot from her, manakitanga, making sure I give people stuff. I've learnt that from her. Um, and just being being a good person at heart and not being, you know, so fake. Some people are so fake and snakes. And I'm like, what? What are, what are you up to? Um, so she's just taught me to be straight up. And I've seen her be straight up, cutthroat, ruthless. But the people she's like that to are like, thank you. Thank you for being open because people are just so, so scared of um, people not liking them. And she just tells them straight up, what's up? But she does it with good intentions. Mm. Um, so that's that's what I have learned, and I apply that, try and apply that as best I can to my everyday. And you know, things work out all right. <laughs> You're still alive, right? You're still alive. <laughs> still here. Man, shout out to mum because I feel like yeah. we really, we really need a shout out to mum right now. So, yeah. um, what well, what's her name so we can we can really guess her up right now? <laughs> Anasani. Anasani. Oh, that's such a beautiful Fijian name. Mm. Um, no, yes. Um, and and it's it's interesting because um, when you like when you were talking about how you always bring Kai, I'm like this. Hang on a minute. There's a there's a massive like we keep on rounding back to mum making the jam, the 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 chutney and the and the carrot cake and then mum's juice over here. So I'm like, yo, we really we 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 me and Kelsey really love our mum. So we're like we recognize when someone loves their mum too. So I'm like, yo, <laughs> shout out to your mum, man. Your mum's the jam. Oh, your mum's the nah, jam. she really is. <laughs> Literally, literally, spreading spreading her love everywhere, like every <laughs> carrot cake, every every bread. Oh, stop it! Pick me up. Nah, Kelsey. Um. So you've talked a lot about like acquiring knowledge from external sources, like from people, from friends, from your rangatahi that you work with, and I'm curious how you kind of hold that knowledge in your body and what kind of knowledge do you think that you might intrinsically have before like sourcing outward mm. so, like what do you already know how did you think that came to be before moving out into searching for the knowledge outside of yourself mm-hmm. that's a really cool question um holding that knowledge i think the knowledge that i have before you know, getting from all the sources is just sort of how to talk to people and how to build relationships. Um, And that's how I've acquired all this knowledge is by creating sort of strong relationships. And that comes down to, I think, I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff. Um, Well, you know, there's like Eric Thomas, like, don't succeed as bad as you breathe, da da da, like those shouting in your ear ones. And I'm like, tell me, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) You are. I'm sorry, can you just tell me? Tell me. I need to be punished. I need to be punished. Tell me. Oh my goodness. Um Yeah. When I need when I need to do some work, I listen to them so that it makes me do it. But where was I going with that? Oh, just yeah. 
Just having um, ha- having the ability to be able to connect with people and in so many of the podcasts and stuff that I listen to, it's mm. you are you are like the um, if you're surrounded by four idiots or something like that, you're the fifth idiot. Um, not calling anyone an idiot, but the people that I surround myself with are very just very smart in all their own different ways and they're just real positive upbeat like pretty drama free um happy people and that's how how I I like to be um and yeah just the knowledge of being able to connect with people and treat people it's always just comes back to that saying hey treat others the way that you want to be treated I want to be fed I want to be listened to I want um to be treated with respect and not treated like a dumb little kid so that's how I'm going to treat other people. And, yeah, I guess through that I've been able to create all these different relationships which have really helped me. And I was thinking about it because um, my new mahi is working for the district council, getting rangatahi into work. And I just find it crack up because three years ago I was on the benefit um, I was going to all these courses like I knew what I wanted to do and it did not involve study and I was like I'm not going to study because that's not me and so I was doing all this free work and stuff and made all these connections and along the way people have seen like you know when people are just like I know that that person is in it f- um, for the good and they have the skills because they've done it for free for so long and I guess all the jobs I have now have been because people have either recommended me or they just have heard, and it's it's not to be cocky or anything at all. It's nah. just you know you know what I mean. It's not about yeah. what you know; it's who you know, and that's mm. that's something that I've been um, that came up in quite a few conversations I had with Rangatahi. Is a few of us all have jobs because of the people that we know, and not because of the skills that we have. Um, but yeah, and I think also like that's a testament to the way that you carry yourself too. So. You know, people wouldn't be recommending you if they didn't actually think that you were good at whatever this job might have been. So, yeah. Mm. Mm, true that. Yeah, because I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend someone that I knew was going to play up or be a little shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, no, that person is never going to show up on time. They're never going to be prepared. But hire them. They'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a couple of those and I'm like, oh. Well, Skip not with today. <laughs> Listen yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That podcast gave me vibes, okay? That podcast <laughs> gave me vibes. Oh, you know, the the most awkward is when you're listening to them and you're, like, just chopping onions and you're going handy and someone turns on this weekend that connects and you're like, oh, they know what I'm listening to. <laughs> They're like, are you all good? <laughs> Leave me mean? alone. Pretty Leave cool. me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I have no stories like this at all. I have none whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> Long, long, long story short, your boy was watching something, um, and uh, you know it went on the speaker. So I'm like, mm. no, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave everything else to to your imagination. If you're listening, I'll leave everything else to your imagination. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so 
what like so and, and honoring all of the things that you've said around knowledge what knowledge lives rent free for your library and how do you honor those 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 knowledge bases so like what what do you have that's just on lock all the time and it's not like it could be the you know the fun and lively or it could be just you know like what's your undercurrent you know because i feel like if in your library of experiences and knowledges what's the foundation of your knowledges that's a really good question i'm just trying to think mm. um i feel like we can cut this awkward pause um <laughs> can you can you like explain the question and honestly this this is a bit of why i was a bit hesitant to jump on to the podcast because when i saw the question i was like trying to figure out the difference between equity and equality and all that and some of the words I just don't really understand. And it's like, Perfect. not that you have to dumb it down, but ah. please dumb down the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like, so to me, it's like, what, do, so for me, it's, it's aroha and love. Like that's, that's my fundamental root. Ah. And then at the same time, so that's always living rent free. And it's like, I like whenever new, so it's like, let's say aroha, like love is like at the front door of my library and whatever knowledge comes through that, adopts aroha on the way in and then sticks mm. like tries to stick there with aroha so to mm. me i'm always trying to find the aroha in every knowledge that i get and i receive and mm -hmm. it's it's harder than than usual because sometimes it comes in with love but then i didn't realize the t's and c's and then it, it like unpacks itself and i'm like i'm trying to find the love in it so i guess for yeah. you like what knowledge lives rent free in that capacity so can we take a pause molly can you ask the question again and then we'll jump in from there yeah. Just so that I can cut. Yep. All right. So. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> but I kind of like that you asked the question. Yeah, though. I, I do really, too. I really <laughs> like that you answered. <laughs> oh, you can leave that. I don't care. That's yeah, I really liked. I really liked that you answered, asked the question because it, it's a learning lesson for us as well. Like, yeah. And I feel like for me, I'm like, yes, ask the question. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> So uh, I guess let me not let me not fancyful it. What 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 lives? What knowledge lives rent free in your library? So your library of experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess for me, whenever I'm learning about something, or I don't know, it comes to it's it is aroha, same as you. Like love, always about the love, um, and it's about how when I'm thinking about something or I get taught something, it's how is this going to impact the people around me? Cause that's ultimately why I do what I do. And for, Oh, there's, there's a point, um, in my life when I started this journey a few years ago where my mental health was terrible. Um, I was just in a really bad state. I was like, Oh my gosh, if I don't find something soon, I'm out. Um, just to put it like in that sort of way, and then when I when I found what I love to do, it's just always been about impact. Like I just want to see it now because there's so many people out there who are suffering, and in our communities, there's so many um, rangatahi who are just bored. Like they're so bored, they've got nothing to do, and I'm like, we need to do something for them asap so that they've got something to do, and that um, I know that feeling of feeling like you got nothing or always feeling sad and not knowing why. So we need to give them opportunities, give them fun stuff to do so that they can, you know, be happy and eventually find what they like. Um, mm. But, yeah, so I guess when I'm talking with people, it's how is this knowledge going to help me have an impact on the people around me? Um, yeah. And also making sure that it's sort of like ethical or just, you know, that, that the people 
someone might give me a bit of um, advice or something, but their their sort of view is is not the best for everyone. So it might just be for a particular group of people. And in my mindset, it's always how is this going to help everyone? Like, and there's just such a such a not a divide, but you can see a divide, mm. especially. Um, I guess in the in the way councils are run, like we always hear that sort of term stale, male, pale. Um, and it's just making sure that people's voices are heard and especially young people, but just making sure that everyone's voices are heard and yeah. How do you kind of navigate that? Like I I find it interesting of how people navigate that space between like their understanding of the world and then somebody else's who maybe doesn't align and then somebody else who does and navigating through all of those spaces Mm. because reality is we live in a world where people have their own opinions and they're completely entitled to Mm. those and I've seen that some people just like cut off the person that doesn't you know their views Mm. don't quite align I was like, that's not actually, I, I, I don't think that that's helpful mm. to just cut it off because then like out of sight, out of mind isn't actually, I don't think it's helpful. Yeah. So I'm curious how you kind of, if you navigate that or like what that mm. journey kind of looks like for you in your worldview. Yep. Um, I think only because I did this, I used to just, if someone didn't have the same view, I'll be like, oh, no, don't want to talk to you again. You know, like straight cut off. Um, but now I've learnt that, especially with the people who I disagree with, like there's this boy who I just used to get so frustrated with in youth council and he was just so like all about the stats and quite a negative vibe. And I was like, before the people, man. But then when I did this Gallup Strength Finder test um, and then just learnt more, I think it was our mayor. She was having a yarn to some of us and she was like, I'm a coach for this, da 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 And it's interesting that when we do this with a group of people, we find that those people who come across as negative and always like, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work, that's just the way their brain is wired. Like they're just thinking of all the all the things that could happen in the future um, and that's actually a real a real strength in them because they're helping someone like me who's just like big ideas let's do this let's do that let's do this don't listen to the haters but they're not actually a hater they're just someone who's actually trying to make the idea better and if yeah so I guess navigating it seeing seeing people who I disagree with seeing it as a strength and learning from them but then also trying to let them understand what I think. And I think it comes back to another example, an organisation that I work with now, where there were comments made um, which didn't sit right with me and being one of the only, being the only brown face in the group of about six, um, it really, like, hit me. And I was like, how how do I have justice for people without coming across as the angry brown person and female? Um, so just sat on those feelings and I, I really find that talking to people who may have already been in these spaces really helps me navigate what to do. So I talk to some of my other bosses who are older and I just look up to and think are really cool and wouldn't understand how to get through this. And then it took a week for me to actually unpack 
what was going on and how I'm going to move on and something that I've learnt. I'm going to just shout her out, Christina Lee, something I've learnt from her a lot. But one thing is that what are the outcomes? Like if I'm going to bring something up, am I just bringing it up for the sake of it? Am I just talking for the sake of it? Or is there actually some outcomes and solutions that I want? So she's taught me to, yep, outline what is wrong, what is going on, but then what are the solutions? Because if I don't come up with solutions, is anyone else going to even try? Um and so, yeah, ended up doing that process with her support and another person's support. And then it ended up being way better. And I was just at a point of being so angry all the time. And then I actually understood that all of these people I'm working with, they actually want to learn from me. And just because of the comments they're saying, it's not like it's not their fault. I just think that they're a bit, um, what's that word? What's that word? When A bit ignorant. Um... But they do want to learn, so that's cool. So I can pass on that knowledge to them. But also, it's not just because I'm brown. It's not my job to teach them about that sort of stuff. They need to teach themselves. So my job now is to just keep pulling them up on the shit that they're saying, which doesn't sit right with me. Um, so, yeah, I rambled on again a bit. but No, you didn't. Stop saying I that. Think you, how, you killed it. I think the three bullet points from that corridor that I took away... <laughs> is um, seeing people's, however, whatever pisses you off about someone, really thinking about it, like if they're talking too much, if they're negative, look at it from their point of view because it might be a strength. So turning people's weaknesses into strengths and just having sort of role models or mentors or people who may be in similar positions as you or have been in similar situations who you think you can just talk to um, and unpack the situation and three would just always, if you have a have an issue with someone or an organisation or something, then just coming up with that, addressing the issues, but also having solutions in place that you can talk to as well. Because that's the only way that we're really going to see is change, is having solutions and then leading them out. But y'all. Love that. And I, I feel like... What you've said can actually transcend a lot of different so outside of council and outside of professional spaces as well because you know it's if we're if if we're focused on the on the specificities of people's words people consume knowledge and how to communicate at different levels so i feel like the words that they describe and i feel like that's the grace that we can give people is that like Mm. you know because they give that we don't know how someone articulates their heart and and it's like for 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 us, we might be like really well versed because you know I feel like if you're if you're always raised in community and you know what um, um how to talk in community and how to how to be in community, it's a one hundred percent a strength when you go into an office space because people look at us like oh wow you've 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 got such compassion and I'm like um no <laughs> no that's what you see <laughs> not who I am that's what you see. <laughs> oh. But I really, I really do. I, I just want to offer and um, talk about what you just said um, around um, seeing people's disagreements as actually a strength. And to me, I'm like, just because they disagree with you, it actually doesn't like to me. I, I'm not going to mansplain it because what you said it beautifully fine. Um, I'm just really in awe that that's coming out in such a like raw, authentic way in the office space because a lot of the times it's like 
you have Dararu and then everybody goes off and starts having their little moan sessions and I'm like that's okay as well and at the same time I'm like what does growth look like in that space mm. so I feel like you really cater to that you really did cater to that thank you it was um it was so scary and then since then I just had more Dararu and other organizations and I was like whoa <laughs> step back <laughs> But we're learning, we're learning. Yeah. They just all came for you at once, did they? Did yeah. they all decided to come at once? Like, damn. Taking my white while, I was like, get out of here. Oh, <sighs> but we're Gucci now. Yeah, <laughs> we're Gucci now. <laughs> I think then, and then that leads into what you were saying before, of like, if any of the rangatahi around you are then having these challenges, you now have, have the skills and ability and knowledge to then pass that on to them to help them navigate those spaces too so I think your like connection to community um allows your lessons to be not just yours but like to mm. to all the young people around you too so mm. love you that's amazing yeah because I definitely hear I definitely heard as well um have the critique have the outcomes and the solutions attached to it so that you can share because if you only have the critique no one else is willing to wayfind the solutions if they if mm. everybody's uh, like you know enlightened or everybody is aware of 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 the critique nobody wants to be in and solutionville no one wants to be in like things so it's like at least i really love that i live because i feel like i've i've gone through my own nuances of that and i really love that cuz cuz it's already in the cv you know it's one of those things that you put in your cv solution focused and i'm like practicality this is what it looks like tale thank you so much <laughs> practicality this is what it looks like <laughs> oh shout out to christina leaf she's taught me so much yeah i saw her yeah. at festival for the future where i saw you and um yeah amazing beautiful and like held that mc space so mm. beautifully too yeah really yeah amazing yeah um so we're curious like what stories so yeah you've shared so many so many gems um and we kind of want to come through to our last question which is like what stories have you archived or inventoried or placed in the back um that you know maybe aren't quite ready to come to the front or maybe stories that you're still navigating or wayfinding and essentially mm. what's in your far queue for yourself what do you what are the conversations that that maybe you're a bit too fuckamata have right now where we're inviting you forward for those like in the workspace in mm. any space you want any space any space um Hmm. I think the <clears throat> so I talked a bit about um in the in the conversations that I had that it really it triggered me like some of the um, words that were said and I think the more because I've only been in this space since twenty eighteen so only a couple years. And I was real naive at the start. And I was like, oh, my God, everyone's so cool. And look at what these people are doing. And then I've, as I've gotten to know different organisations more and sort of really learn about, like, colonisation and tokenism and all of that sort of stuff, it's just so hard 
to not be bitter when I see it so much, like in different organisations. And it's just, it's been quite hard for me to stay a positive person when I'm just like, um, I'm not the token brown person who's going to do karakia. Like, it's, that's, I'm just trying to get out of that mindset um and as well as build up the sort of courage and knowledge to to speak up more for people but also understanding something that's been hard for me is that um cultural identity you know like um and I guess lack of identity growing up here growing up in a predominantly Maori space has been beautiful I've learned so much about the culture and I'm just so um so blessed to be in this space um but it has also been super, super hard for me. Like, I'm Fijian, but yet I know more Māori than my Fijian side. I never really put in the effort to go to Fiji because I was always so busy. I was so busy at school. I wanted to stay. Um, I wanted to get good grades. I wanted to be all of these things. And then as I got older, it was like, I'm saving money. I'm sending this money to my mum to help her. I don't have time to just go for a holiday. And I never took that time when I was younger to go over. There's only one experience that was real, real cool when I went over with my nana. Um, and she was the minister for women or something at the time. And she was travelling around Fiji, dropping off sewing machines. And it was just sort of really sparked my everything like I just saw how different Fiji was to New Zealand how different the people are um and just how beautiful it all was and I was like this is such a beautiful culture like I don't even care for third world it's beautiful and everyone's lovely and I just love that um so pretty much I'm just trying at a space now where I'm trying to embrace um, who I am and learn more about my identity but I'm also trying to you know pass it on to my siblings like my youngest brother, I'll start talking to him in Fiji and the words I know, and he's like, I don't want to say that. I don't want to da-da-da. And he's only nine, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. And my <laughs> sister just turned 13, and she's, like, all about it, trying to learn. And then my other brother, he's um, not that into it either, like not into the traditions or the culture. So it's just trying to make sure that me and my siblings are culturally strong. So when we have our kids, we pass it on and we don't lose it. We don't lose our mother tongue over time, which we still have to regain back because we never got taught. Um, so I think for me, that's been really hard. And especially being in different spaces around here, people just assume that I'm Maori um, because of the way I talk, the way I look and all of that. And then it's like... I'm like, oh, cool, because I'm not. I'm actually Ireland represent. You know, we actually got a gold medal this year um, <laughs> for the sevens. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just it's just hard. Like, it would just be so much easier if I was, because then it would just make me not feel so fuckama being in these spaces, um, you know? So mm. that's that's a bit of the my life where I'm just just learning and navigating through and yeah nah Tale that's a massive that's a massive koha like for us that's a massive koha and especially for because I'm in, I'm in the same waka wayfinding as well in terms of being a toi um, iwi um, to um, a lot of the spaces that I'm in so to me I don't lead with saying that I'm a toi iwi um, but it's because it's like for me I'm like I'm there because my answer like 
the way that I've been fashioning this is that it's so hard for me to look because like as soon as we migrated to New Zealand I, like my heart's always there with the, with the motu like my heart's always there and um, I feel like in jumping into Matauranga Māori and Te Ao Māori I, it actually gifted me a lot more questions to better bridge to my to my indigeneity both on my Rotuman side as well as my Tuvaluan side so it, it was like to me my indigeneity is something you like, I feel like we already know it's innately in us and at the same time, it actually, like, I have to, to talk with your, your, your unfocado 100% um, around the representation physically in the, in the realm, like, in, 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 our, in our life, the representations and that, like, the lighthouses aren't there, which means that we get to be the new reference point and we are the new reference points. And it's so much harder to navigate, especially in a room of people who don't understand the bigger plight of things, you know, and they take for granted the, um, or, or otherwise they offer, um, they offer their struggles and I feel like their struggles are 100% real from their perspectives and at the same time they diminish our struggles because our struggles aren't alive and well in the room and mm. are, their, their struggles are alive and well and they can they can pinpoint their struggles and I'm like if you could only see, <laughs> if you could only feel and if you could only innately know the struggles that we carry you would be, you, would, you wouldn't even talk to us in the manner that you do you know and, and I feel like that's that's one of the, the the big I have a big like I hold big space for that and especially about giving love to the ignorance in that space because I'm like yo you are 100% right a lot of people don't understand that journey like at a big level and it's okay because we like to me I'm like I, I wish that we would get to a point where we could openly talk about this and say hey we are also looking at this as well we are we are having conversations with this as well we don't know everything and we're still trying to find everything with you not against you you know and it's and that's that's a part of the, a, little, a little part and parcel of, of, the, of the the negotiation game right now which i hear strongly from you how else have you been navigating that corridor for you like have you tried different things in terms of trying to bridge understanding there like between the cultures, mm. um, just having more yarns with my mum, really, and was, you know, Fijians always go to church. In Fakatani, not so much, but there's, we've reconnected with whanau, um from Hamilton, and like my mum's cousins who she grew up with, so meeting with them and they taught us to do the lovo, like wrap the chicken in the leaves, but it was, I, I honestly was like, nah. Like, nothing's better than my honey soy chicken wrapped in foil and then tried it wrapped in the leaves. And I was like, oh, this is so much nicer. So just, <laughs> yeah, it always starts with food for me, learning. That's actually something that's been really cool. I go to Rotorua Tauranga and go to the um, Moshams or the Indian supermarkets where they've got the Fiji, Ndalo, Tavioka, um, all of that sort of stuff. And I bring it home for my mum. And she's just been cooking it and she's like, I'm at her age now. She's only 48, 48. She looks very young, but she she just only wants her island food and her partner now is a fisherman. So he's doing that. She's making the ota. She's doing her um, ndalo with coconut cream and onions. So just learning about our food first, um, even so much as like just all these sticky notes that um, we write, she'll write like what everything is in the language. So we'll just stick it on the door, there's on the fridge, it's on the chairs. So we're just starting to sort of understand um, like that and just getting my mum 
because all of our other family are either in Hamilton or Auckland. Um, and we've had some family rarirarus that just make us not see quite a lot of them and all the rest are in Fiji. So that's sort of how we've been doing it and a way for my siblings to un unknowingly do it as well because if they see the words, if they learn about the kai, they're learning more. And when we have birthdays, you know, there's certain traditions that we do. When we walk past each other, we make sure, you know, chilo, chilo. Yeah, you know, come on, so come just on. Yeah, and I even bought like half a kilo of kava and I was like, that's us. That's us, whānei, and just learning those ceremonies. So just learning everything sort of like practically and not what I tried to do at the start with a notebook and be like, okay, talk to me, I'll translate, and I'll just keep <laughs> writing. Like it doesn't work like that. So that's sort of been a way that we've started incorporating learning more. Beautiful. Does that sort of answer your question? 100%. And um, Kelsey definitely loves tavioca. Like, cassava is Kelsey's, like, number one. Oh. Like, ca- tavioca chips. and coconda, like, like raw fish. Mm. That's, that's, that's Kelsey's, like, two. <laughs> Every time I go to Miller's hospital, I was like, can we have, uh, can we have that? I want this, please. Yeah. Any requests? Yeah, you already know. Thank you. <laughs> cassava every time. <laughs> Have you had the fish and the fish and the coconut? Mm. Oh, yeah. So what were you saying? No, I was just salivating, but also wondering, <laughs> have you have you tried cassava cake? Yes, no. it's bomb. So it's bomb. Cassie, you got to try it. It's, I don't know how to make it, but it's it, Me it neither. Is super bomb. It's super bomb. And it's just so, it's, yeah, you just have to taste it. You, you have, it's a you have different texture, it. eh? Like, it's beautiful. It, it really is. It really is. Mm, or pineapple pie. Like we could just sit here and talk about food all day, but. But I, I like that. I like that you you embody it. So it's about mm. what's practically happening in your world and how mm. do you embo- how do you in- integrate you know the language and the culture because you are right. A lot of our cultural practices are that practices. So you have to be in practice with it. Because to me, when you're talking about cover, I really, I really resonate with the kava conversation around ritual because um you know kind of like um a lot of people have porphyry you know for for teo maori they have porphyry to welcome the um, the people in for kava and especially for um for for a lot of the ceremonial things before you say um before we drink the kava this like like the ceremony that happens is actually like are you familiar with it or because i don't want to mansplain something that's already a part of your culture No, no, I'm half, half familiar. Mm. Like, I know sort of what to do. I'm just starting to sort of learn, like, the, the tikanga behind it, behind who can who can actually mix, because mm. I know that there's only, like, one, some some villages let women mix, and some are just no. And then, like, the chief sits opposite, like, yeah, my uncle mm. was teaching us all the stuff, and we're just like so much stuff. Hard, hard. My they brain's don't, already. Numb. They don't. They don't go slow. They like. They're like. <laughs> all right. So I've said that. You. You. You know that by now. Bye. Like. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So the tikanga that I really like got away from 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 Yangona, which is the cover, um, is um how they welcome it. So well, the reason why um a lot of Fijian villages always gift a cover upon welcoming is because it's a mixture of like the root, which is from the ground, and the water from the village mixed together so that it can protect your body while you are in the in the in the proximity and in the territory. So that's why cover, even though it might be not palatable for the majority taste. 
it's actually a protective measure to say, hey, we've mixed our earth as well as our water systems to welcome you and so that you can be protected while you're in our territories. And I'm like, yo, that's, that's, that's like, that's potent. Like, you know, and I'm like, when, and they, so a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of like our, um, the men or the, the cover master that would be sitting in front of the cover, he would say that as an incarnation before, uh, before distributing the cover. And I'm like, yo, I, like when I knew that, I'm like, yo, I'll sit down at a cover session anytime. But before I was, I was a little bit on the, on the taste palette side of being like, um, it's giving me some numb vibes, you know, but I'm like, yo, when you know the co-papa, it changes the whole perspective, right? Like, and I feel like that's, we, we all have experienced that at different spaces. Mm. Mm. I love that numb feeling, eh? <laughs> I'm like, round three, round four, keep me on. But like, just, it's just the yarns you have, you know, and I just love sharing it with my friends who have shared so much of their culture and it's like, oh, now you can learn about ours. And, mm. oh, it's just a beautiful time. But that's beautiful. I love the way that you, because I, I always, like, wondered, but I didn't want to, you know, Fijians can be quite harsh sometimes. So if I don't want to ask, and they'll just, like, they'll be like, you, Kavalangi, get. I'll be like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe you said that. So <laughs> that's what my mum would always call my dad. She's, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to mansplain what that word means, but it's it's, it's lethal. <laughs> it is. It's, it is lethal. <laughs> no, no. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, bestowing us with your wisdom. Um, thank you for being authentic <laughs> and raw with us today. Actually, um, oh, well, I've sure. I've actually like. And yeah, you've you've really highlighted to us a practical, real life way of all of these wishy washy terms. You know, like you know, it's, I love that you were like, "Hey, those words are great, and we love them." But like, can you just <laughs> let's talk about the real? And I'm like, "Yo, I love that. I love that. More of that." And if people want to connect with you, and if people resonate with your conversation today, how is best? How are they best to contact um, contact you? Um, just social media. You know, Instagram, Facebook. I usually accept everyone, um, as long as your profile don't look scary, Matt. <laughs> but yeah, just just social media. My name's just Tale Bryant on both of them, um, and I always love to connect with people. Like that's my favorite thing is if someone wants help or support, always keen to share whatever networks I got. Um, or if anyone's like, oh yo, you might be interested in this, always always keen to go on a roadie and go check out some other co-popper. So hit me up if you want to connect. Um, and if not, then, oh, well, you miss out on some buns and free relish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm up. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Where's this pool? I'm diving in, okay? You you put um, in cassava and, and raw fish and me and Kelsey are in, okay? I'm there. I'm so there. <laughs> oh... No, thank Crack you so up. much. All right, so we started with a jingle. Can you jo- join us in for our jingle in, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. The fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, hey. The fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.